0: Hi, I'm Kaylin. Welcome to Aragon Live, the podcast for business and IT leaders where Aragon experts share actionable insights to help you and your business move faster. In this episode, we have Betsy Burton, VP Research and Aragon Fellow, and Jim Lundy, founder and CEO at Aragon Research, here today to discuss our post-pandemic predictions and some associated poll results from a previous webinar. Hi Betsy and Jim, thanks for being here today. Hey Kaelin.
1: Hey Kaelin, great to have you here Betsy and Kaelin, thanks for uh, opening this great podcast up. We're gonna dive right into this topic. What we're gonna do today is unpack some of the interesting poll results that we received from audience members during our post-pandemic predictions webinar that we did last month in May. First off, if you're unfamiliar with our post-pandemic predictions, you can visit our webinars page and tune in to the post-pandemic predictions webinar, which is available on demand. The webinar was very popular. Our predictions were created to help businesses navigate the challenges brought on by COVID-19 and help lead them into, you know, what some think is an uncertain future.
2: For this podcast, we wanted to take a different angle and steer the conversation towards polling results from that webinar. We asked our audience to participate in three live polls throughout the webinar and now we're gonna discuss the results and implications of these polls. The first poll question we had was, based on your best estimates, what percentage of your business will be fully digital by 2023? And we asked the participants to pick the one that best applies to their business. And it was interesting because what we found was that 0% of the attendees said that 0% of their business would be fully digital, in other words, organizations are moving some percentage of their business to digital business, we found that 13% said that 25% of their business would be fully digital business. We found that 37.9% said that 50% of their business will be fully digital by 2023. 34.5% said that 75% of our business will be fully digital. And then 13.8% said that 100% of our business would be fully digital business. I thought these were very interesting results, particularly because in late 2019, we made a prediction that less than 30% of global organizations were gonna be fully digital business by 2025. And that is probably a still correct prediction in that the number of organizations that are gonna be fully digital business by 2025 is still gonna be relatively low but we believe we're going to see a a much more dramatic shift towards digital business as a result of the pandemic, but also more importantly, due to the economic, social, and business changes that are coming as a result of this pandemic. We're finding a lot of businesses are having to step back and really rethink how they run their business, how they support their customers, their entire business models, and a lot more organizations, we think, are going to shift towards a digital business model, really because they need to reach out to their customers in really new and different ways. So while the poll results show a more dramatic shift towards digital business post-pandemic than beforehand, we still believe the number of organizations that will be fully digital is still going to be a smaller percentage. What did you think of those poll results, Jim?
1: Well, yeah, I thought, I thought it was very interesting. I mean, two things. One, that a lot of people have digital business on their minds, and I don't think as many before this did. I think they thought they had to address it, but I think they thought they had more time. And now they're realizing with, you know, remote work and really all the things you need to do to automate processes, they're going to have to really step up. And I thought the thing that stood out to me is like 34.5% said they'd be around 75% digital and then and then you know 13% 14% are going to be 100%. So you know that starts to add up you know you start getting into close to 47 48% and along with the 50% of the people said they'd be around 40%. So really there's not going to be that many laggards. So there's going to be a massive investment that's going to be needed to make these legacy platforms much more you know engaging, much more real time, much more predictive. And so that means you know there is going to be a spike in investment in some of the tools and technology and cloud platforms that can help augment these legacy platforms that they have.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think the other interesting thing is that there's a real opportunity for both end user organizations as well as technology and service providers. You know, end user organizations should be taking this time to think about their business, think about their business strategy, think about their business models. And in fact, we've written some research notes on this area. And don't just try to take and update existing processes. Think about where your business needs to go, think about your new business models, and then define the new business processes and the new business models that support where your business is going. The other thing that I think is interesting is, for technology and service providers, this is a huge opportunity for you to change your engagement with your customers and you have an ability to start working with them and help them figure out what their new business models look like. And then how can you apply your services and technologies to help them think about their business? So this is a fundamental and significant shift and transformation of, of business models, which I think is interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like I said, there can be a lot of investment and again, you know. Betsy leads our digital business practice, and so if you're listening to this podcast and trying to figure out where to get started, doing an inquiry with Betsy or I would be a great way to do that.
2: Yeah, I think that's right, Jim, and I look forward to talking to a lot of you about this. The second poll question that we asked people was, how will your business change its pre-pandemic remote work policies? So we were wondering how much organizations were going to have their employees or their contractors or partners work remotely versus on-site. And what we found is that 56.3% said they're going to increase the percentage of remote work for employees. About 13% said they're going to change to 100% or predominantly remote work environment. 15.6, about 16%, said they're going to increase safety in the workplace for employees. In other words, put up barriers, the rest of it. 0% said that they were going to change to a 100% or predominantly on-site work environment. And then 15% said there was going to be no change. What I thought was really interesting about this one is the number of organizations that are shifting towards remote. And I think a lot of companies have been shifting to remote for quite some time, but this this is an increased percentage. I think a lot more organizations are gonna let employees or, or enable employees to work at home and empower them with the technology and the processes to make that work. I also thought it was really interesting that there was almost 13% of organizations that said that they wanna to move to a 100% or predominantly remote work environment. I think that's a dramatic shift. I was thinking about this, Jim, the other day about when I first started working remotely, you know, 20, 25 years ago, and it was people thought, Oh, you're just hanging around in your, your pajamas. And I think what businesses are starting to discover is that they can give their employees the ability to have, you know, the safety from a health point of view that they want, but also, you know, get the productivity benefits if they manage that well. I do think that it does mean a difference in how organizations manage their employees. What do you think, Jim?
1: Well, you know, Betsy, you and I lived this remote work thing for a lot of years. And so we're kind of subject matter experts, uh, you know, too. I think to people like you and me, remote work is not a new thing. It's something that we thrived at. But as we're discovering, it's a new thing for many enterprises that actually spent sometimes up to 45 days just trying to figure out, like, hey, how do we enable people? They didn't have really good telework practices or policies or equipment for some of their workers and they had to scramble uh, with many inquiries from people where they're trying to figure out, like, we need a webcam because we couldn't get the doctor or laptop and now we got to get a webcam. What kind of webcam should we get? But, you know, the bottom line is, you know, remote work is something you can do really well, but it takes a lot more work and time from managers and also employees to stay engaged. you got to talk to people a lot more, you know, I think one of the challenges I want to get your take on, Betsy, is when you're new in the workplace and you haven't had a job before, this is going to be one of the key things, which is onboarding, you know, new employees that have never been in the workplace. And how do you get them on board and make them productive? Because they're just not used to a certain types of work routines and they're also not trained. What's your take on
2: that? Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think you need to figure out how you're going to consciously manage these particularly newer employees, in, in an effective way that's value-driven. I think that's what's really important. You want to know how your people are spending your time, their time. In other words, you want to give them a clear sense of the tasks that you want them to complete and want, want them to get done. But also, you, you don't want to police them too much. You want to, you want to give them some, some flexibility. So my view is you want to give them really effective management practices, a good concept of what tasks they're trying to get done, really clear and value-driven performance metrics and governance, as well as the technologies that they could be effective. So it's not just applying the technologies. You've got to have the performance metrics and the governance so that they know what's expected and how they're going to perform on those expectations. Most metrics that I've seen in the past are really about activities, measuring activities. I think particularly with the next generation the gen x or the gen f as we might call them they want to understand how they're affecting the value and the business value of the organization so just measuring what they're doing you're not going to get the response that you need you need to have value-driven metrics and value-driven governance to be effective cool so the last the last poll that we had was what will your organization be doing to ensure a safe workplace for employees and customers and jim I'm going to be interested in you're going to sit on this one because I know you're in the middle of doing that for air guns on a lot offices. But what we found is that when we asked participants in our webinar that we found that 56.3 said they're going to change the workplace with additional barriers and increased space. And by the way, we encourage people to pick any that are applied. So there may be multiple percentages here. We had about 12, uh, 13% who said they're going to be taking temperatures before entering the workplace environment. We had about 16% said they're gonna require that employees or, or people coming into their office require, wear masks, do hand sanitizing, and regular office cleanings. We had zero said that they were gonna require regular COVID tests. And then we also had about 16 percent said they're gonna remote increase remote work. We saw that with the previous poll. I guess part of the key that I was interested in is whether or not organizations were gonna to start to take advantage of technology you know, biometrics and some of those things as well in these environments. And we didn't find that so much. What we found is that mostly organizations were going to be doing sort of practical things that they could do within reasonable bounds of cost that they could make within their organization. And I know you've been dealing with this specifically, Jim, so I'd be interested in your thoughts.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, you know, when we we did this, I mean, it's funny how things are fast things are moving You know, in California, certain businesses can't open. And we actually just opened our office to more than one person last week. We started with an essential person and, you know, who's uh, Elsa, our executive admin. And, you know, the guidelines from actually from the county and the state actually do cover a couple of these things. So we actually do have a thermometer that you can use on the forehead or in your ear but you know forehead is cleaner and safer and we've used that but just kind of to test it out but what we're doing with the mask is when you walk around in the office you have to wear your mask if you're seated at your workstation and we have big plexiglass dividers then you know basically don't have as much transmission of coughs or things like that so we've got clear plexiglass all over but I picked this up when I was actually back east. I was actually back east for visiting family, so I did fly. And in Pennsylvania, when you go into a restaurant, you wear a mask. When they seat you you, and you're socially distant, you can then take your mask off. But if you get up to go to the bathroom, you have to put your mask back on. So we've adopted that here at our office, and it's actually working really well. Now, we're actually being very careful, Betsy. We're only bringing one person back a week, and we don't have that many people in our headquarters, office.
2: Yeah, I have talked to some people who are involved in regulatory issues and HR issues and privacy issues and the rest of it about requiring regular COVID tests or any sort of biometric data. And I don't think organizations or, and government agencies and regulatory agencies have this really clearly understood or, or have completely navigated how they're going to be doing that. So there's maybe some technology that's increasing that's going to enable people to to do some of this activity, but how do they fit that into some of the regulatory requirements and you know privacy and the rest of it is still yet to be defined. So that, that relationship between technology and, and what organizations can ask employees is becoming a little bit unclear. I think that's kind of an area that's a little bit gray. We'll see what happens on that.
1: Well, you know, I think the thing is until the vaccine, I think that major healthcare providers are going to basically have to make like, that testing something that can be reimbursed. And I'm I'm not sure that you've done that quite
2: yet. Yeah, I shared with Jim, but I actually did a COVID test because I've been out in some social situations. And it's easy to do the test. It's not necessarily a pleasant sort of experience. So, you know, how do you navigate that is kind of an interesting challenge. So we've got a lot still yet to be defined.
1: Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I mean, you know, the good news is people are preparing. And, you know, like I said, we... We've talked about some of these things, but there are some really good guidelines, both from counties and states. OSHA also has some pretty good ones. So, you know, again, if you're a workplace where you have employees, you do need to kind of conform. We have stickers near the break room with social distancing. So, like I said, you can do it safely. You know, for example, Apple is actually their big campus here in Silicon Valley. They're actually opening up next week. So they're all preparing. So, like I said, starting to get back to normal. We did have a pandemic, you know, back in the early 1918, 1919, 19, and they had to go through the same process. It's just we forgot all those things that they knew then because that was a couple of generations ago. That was almost like uh, it would be my so, oh, great-grandparents, so but, great-grandparents. But like I said, the, the, uh, the good news is people are learning, they're adapting, and you can work. I mean, the other countries have gone back to work before us, before the United States, and they're doing fine. So we're looking forward to that. And like I said, I think that, uh, you know, the last poll question was actually really you need to do many of those different things, you know, more remote work and really being just careful in the workplace and following the guidelines.
2: Yeah. I will do one more comment on this one because we've released that research note. It is time to look at your business strategy and goals and, you know, your business outcomes and make sure that you, that you revisit those and think about those today and take a strategic approach on the tactical decisions that you're going to be making. So now is not the time to simply just go, okay, we're going to go back to exactly how we did our business. I think that's not going to make any sense. Even as we move back to business operating, you know, now's a good time to stop and look at your strategy and say, okay, what's our strategy? Where are our business goals and what are our business value and the rest of it? And then how do we then operate in given those in this new normal that we have? Exactly, it's definitely
1: a new normal. that's for sure, <laughs>
2: yeah okay. well, look, I mean, like I said, I think this has
1: been a great discussion. Is there any wrap up comments you want to make, Betsy, on all the stuff we discussed today?
2: No, I think this has been been really valuable, and I think you know we've all learned a lot in terms of the technology impact on our workplace and and how we might run our business different. so you know it's been a really tough number of months. It's been a really hard um, couple of months, but I think organizations are learning how to operate. So that's been interesting to watch.
1: Well, Kaelin, I think we're ready to wrap up here.
0: All right. Thank you, Betsy and Jim. And if any of our listeners or your organization want to learn more about these predictions or how Aragon can help you face them, talk to our analysts or sales team today. You can follow Aragon Live on Spotify or subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. Thanks for tuning in.